You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. All right. I got a few questions for you. Yeah? What's that? Uh, just uh, a few. Uh, just want get, to get a few answers from you. Okay. So, you're in a group of friends... In your group of friends, rather, sorry. Mm-hmm. You are the go-getter, the party animal, the smart one, the shy one, the popular one. I don't have any friends. Wait, so those are those are all my choices? Those are all your choices. Um, I mean, although I'm definitely not... I'm not the party one, right? But that was one of them, the party yeah, one. Yeah, here are the options. Okay, the party animal, the smart one. I wouldn't say... I can be smart certain times. Mm-hmm. And I do have friends, so I wouldn't say I don't have any friends. I guess of all those... I would be the shy one. I wouldn't call myself the popular one. So, okay. probably the shy so one. So, let's go with the shy one. Yeah. All right. What's your stance on food? I eat to live. I live to eat. Excuse me, but did someone say cookie? Yeah, option three. All right. <laughs> Which of the seven dwarfs are you most like? Oh, totally sleepy. Sleepy. Yeah. All right. Didn't even have to look at the others. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get yourself out of a bad mood? A delicious meal? A relaxing bath? A good book? A dance party, a good night's sleep. I love being in a bad mood. Um, I don't like being in a bad mood. I would say a good night's sleep. Would good be for night's me. sleep. Yeah. All right. I'm, wonder, I'm wondering where we're going with this. Yeah, this is we're, exciting. We're going somewhere with this. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite type of exercise? The kind where I sit on the couch, running, roller skating, group glasses. I think they meant to say classes. They wrote group glasses at the gym. See, I like group glasses at the gym and, and yeah. emphasis on the glasses. Just we all, all right. have we all have <laughs> glasses or we're all wearing glasses and we're, we're, we're in a gym. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Pick a children's book. There's The Very Hungry Caterpillar, Goodnight Moon, The Cat in the Hat, Where the Wild Things Are, and Curious George. Ooh, um... I got to go with Goodnight Moon, because that's, that's a classic. That's my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite part of school? Was it recess, learning, lunchtime, going home, arts and crafts? <laughs> going home is not a part of school. <laughs> it's that's, not, that's, that's, when, just... that's not being at school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's very true. I enjoyed not um, being at there's school. There's arts and crafts, and then the last, passing notes to your crush. Yeah, you know, I never did that. I did have a note passed to me once, though. Oh, yeah. She she dumped it on. She like ran over and she plopped it on my lap, and she no joke like ran off. I never saw her again. Oh, really? Yeah. I was once in. Uh, we did this weird thing when we were in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So my school did. We did it was one like all the the early stuff to fifth grade, and then the middle school started at sixth grade. I know some schools. Uh, elementary schools go up to sixth grade, but ours ended at fifth. Yeah, mine did too. And we got to like go to the middle school and like check out a class because I don't know. And we were like the kids that helped the other kids pass the notes to each other. Like that was the thing we did. We showed up and they were like, hey, pass the notes over. So that was as much note passing as I ever did. I wonder if people still do that. If they actually pass know. notes or if it's texting. But anyway, so my favorite part of school was not passing notes. Um, you know, if I, I would say like learning if I wanted the good... But honestly, recess. Recess is my that's favorite. A good, yeah. That's a good one. All right. Yeah, so sure. recess. All right. C is really for cave, crazy, confetti, symbol. What? 
Um, I you know I don't know crazy crazy sure. All right, nine out of thirteen. We're almost done. If you get in a fight with your significant other and it's not your fault, what's next? Apologize anyway. I hate fighting. Upset us about it for days, but don't bring it up again. Drop it. Who cares whose fault it is? Stay angry until you get an apology. Mm, probably number one. Number apologize one. anyway. I don't like fighting. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. All right. Number 10. If you won the lottery, what would you do first? Go on an awesome vacation? Make a huge donation to charity? Buy a toy you've always wanted? Throw an epic party for everyone you know? Or save it all? Hmm. I would like to say I would make a donation to charity, but honestly, I'm looking... I, I don't know. I'd probably go on an awesome vacation. Nice. That's probably That's what... That good. was probably the, at least the first thing I would do. Oh, totally. Then I would donate the rest to charity. <laughs> Works for me. All right. Number 11 out of 13. What's your favorite dinosaur? The T-Rex, the Triceratops, the Pterodactyl, or the Stegosaurus, or the Brontosaurus? Absolutely Stegosaurus, 100%. Nice. It's a great looking dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's got all those, uh, those back thingies. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you feel about small spaces? Not a fan? I'm totally claustrophobic? You don't even have to go oh. further than that, than number one. Number not, one? Not a fan. No. All right. No. We're going with that one. And the last one. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? The options are, absolutely, follow me. Uh, second option, um, I think I remember, and number three, no way, I get lost every time. Actually, I, I know you could follow me. I know exactly how to get to Sesame Street, especially from here. That's it's true. Very, it's very close. That's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the on this as an option here but we know exactly where they film it yeah so, so i know exactly how to get the sesame street all I'll right so that. that's number one yeah okay oh my god so your sesame street character is bert sweet this this whole thing was for a sesame street character yeah i wanted to see which sesame street character you would be so what what is that what's my description bert you enjoy the simple things in life yeah you pet your pet pigeon and bottle cap collection mainly that's accurate. Order and, stabil order and stability are very important to you, even though your rowdy friends constantly rock the boat. Luckily, it takes a lot to really rattle you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I guess that's sort of accurate, especially about the pet pigeon. Yeah. That was, that was really accurate. Yeah, I really like Terrence. <laughs> um, yeah. I got bird as well when I took this test. Oh, really? Yeah, I took it like uh, a few weeks ago. And living I was just, in a sea of birds. Yeah. I was just curious. So... Yeah, so today we're talking about movies. <laughs> so that was just, just a test. It's just a test. Just okay. wanted to test your, which Sesame Street character you'd be. Yeah, well, I guess that kind of, that sort of ties in somehow. Somehow. You'll uh, find a way to connect so, it. Yeah, well, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but uh, the last, I guess, coming up on a month now, I guess I'll tell, tell our listeners, I've been unemployed for almost a month. And, yeah. and with that, it's not the worst thing in the world. Don't don't feel sorry. And but uh, in that time, I've gone and seen a lot of movies. Actually. Oh, I've used that time to see a lot of movies. So um, I've seen uh, Baby Driver, excellent uh, Spider Man. Yep, uh, the new Spider Man movie, uh, The Big Sick, and yesterday just saw um, Lady Macbeth. Oh, all all great movies. Everything I, I really liked. Everything I, I don't know if I would put one above the other. Maybe. 
maybe the big sick I liked the best overall, but honestly, they were all really great for their own own reasons. And I was thinking about like what, why? I mean, yeah, I had the time now to see all these movies, but what did what like what drew me into all these movies? Sure. So. Uh, for instance, Baby Driver is directed by Edgar Wright. Yes. And if you guys know Edgar Wright, he directed Shaun of the Dead. He did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He did Hot Fuzz. And the other one is... Uh, is it The World's End? The World's End. Yeah. So, And I liked all his movies, so that's kind of why it's like, oh, I love all this guy's movies. Yeah. This also had, had good critic reviews, like Rotten Tomatoes. You know, we all look at that stuff, and I was like, okay, yeah, I want to go see this. Spider-Man, I've always been a fan of Spider-Man. Um, I'm not a huge superhero guy per se. Sure. But Spider-Man was one that that I've always been interested in. So I went and saw that and really enjoyed it. Big sick, big fan of Camille Nanjiani. Also like Ray Romano. So I was, oh, yeah. He's so great. That, that drew me in. And, um, and this last one, Lady Macbeth, um, that just, the trailer looked really interesting. And... I like a weird horror movie. I wanted to see like an indie movie. I want hmm. to go to the indie theater out in out in Kew Gardens, um, which is great. If you haven't gone, it's really nice. Okay, because um, I was wondering. I was thinking I didn't see any sort of trailer for that. I presumed that it was some sort of indie type yeah. film. And that and that could be another podcast about the death of those types of movie theaters mm. because I really do love those. They have like before the movie starts, sort of like this retro eighties thing, like no smoking, <laughs> turn off your pagers. It's really great. <laughs> but I feel like everything's eventually going to be like an AMC or a Regal. That's those are going to be the only choices. Yeah. Otherwise, everything's going to be straight to Netflix mm-hmm. or something. Which is Definitely. really sad because I, I really do like going to the movies. But anyway, to the point, you know, I really, like, I don't think about it too much. But there are reasons why we all go and see the movies that we do. Yeah. And we were talking the other day about the the big names, I guess, right? Sure. Yeah, there's there's situations where you'll go to a movie because a certain actor is in it and that's a big actor. Uh, mm. We were talking about Meryl Streep specifically. Yeah. Or in this the case where you were saying the Edgar Wright movies. Like, I also saw Baby Driver for that reason. Yeah, right. And loved it. Yeah, I mean, the, like, yeah, the Meryl Streep thing. A couple years ago, it might have been last year. I, I have to check the, the date on that. But my my dad called me and told me how disappointed he was with the movie, the Meryl Streep movie, uh, Ricky and the Flash. Okay. He's explaining to me, like, oh, yeah, you know, it was just it, this movie. He's, like, going through this whole thing. It was contrived and all these things. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, a movie at where Meryl Streep plays an aging rock star. Like, where could that go wrong? <laughs> like, it's just, like, I mean, it just has miscast all over it. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to Meryl Streep because she's an, we all know she's an amazing actress. And she's done some incredible movies and incredible performances. But that doesn't mean she should do everything. Right. And also, <laughs> and, and, and to the point, too, that a bad script or a bad, you know, bad story, I mean, you have that. There's really not much that can save it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because my parents would still go see it because they're like, oh, it's a Meryl Streep movie. Yeah. And they, and they advertise it and they put her at the forefront and, they're, and they try and get people to see it that way. Absolutely. Now, has there ever been a time, I was thinking about this, has there ever been a time where you've kind of fallen into that trap and you've got to see a movie, with, whether it's an actor or, or a director, 
that you really enjoy, you saw like a trailer and you're like, this looks really good. And you were severely disappointed by it. Severely disappointed by it. Um, or not, it doesn't have to be severe or just like mi- a minor disappointment. You, you were expecting a lot more. You know, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't really think of, of anything. Mm-hmm. What I'll do, I th- I'll think on that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'll tell you for me, I was thinking back and I'm sure it's happened a couple times, maybe on different levels, mm-hmm. but the movie Funny People. Do you remember that movie? Okay, yeah, yeah, that would be a good example. Yeah, because that had all the right people. Mm-hmm. Had Seth Rogen, sure, Jonah Hill, and Adam Sandler. And at the time, I was like, "This is this is gold." Also, yeah. Judd Apatow hadn't done any wrong yet. Right, he had done right before that. Right, he had done the forty-year-old virgin and knocked up, which yep. were both great. So at that time, I was like, "Well, this is this has everything to be." You know, a great you, movie. And you I went, think. And I went to see it in the theater and I was like, well, I don't know. I, don't know how, <laughs> I, I didn't, there were parts I laughed, but I wasn't like totally um, enamored with it. And that's, and that's one of the situations where you kind of feel cheated by a movie. And yeah. And you kind of feel suckered in. It's like, oh, I went to the movie for all those reasons because of the director, because of the, the actors, like it, it had all the right things going for me and you ruined it. Yeah, that, that's definitely a really good example of that type of movie where I wouldn't say it was terrible no. necessarily, no. but it just, I guess it left you wanting. There was just, it was missing something, especially if you compare it to like the other two hits that he just had right before that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at that time too, I started to realize that his movies ran too long mm. and that he didn't cut things out. And also it kind of seemed, it went in very strange directions. Yeah. It, like, it didn't, the way, it, I remember the way it ended, that it was very strange. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember the ending too well, but it just seemed kind of disjointed all over the place. Now, Did remind it, me the ending, because I think I remember it, but I could be wrong. Well, it's this whole thing with Adam Sandler and Leslie Mann, mm-hmm. where they're like an old fling, and he, she's the one who got away. Right. And she's married to Eric Bana. The, remember yeah the yeah Australian i mean he guy. was great in that i, I yeah, thought he he, he he was hilarious oh yeah he was he was fantastic <laughs> but like that that actually was the dinner scene with him like that's the best scene oh, in the yeah. movie for sure 100%. it's great <laughs> but um yeah so and and you're you're thinking like the whole time that she's gonna like end up with with adam sandler like she's mm-hmm. gonna leave the husband and I guess she makes the right decision. She's like, oh, I'm not going you know, to leave my yeah, husband. Not going to destroy her family. Yeah. And like, I guess you could have sort of seen that, but maybe not. I mean, it, it kind of throws you. I mean, that's not necessarily bad, but then it kind of like, it takes you on this like long thing where they're trying to rekindle this old past relationship mm-hmm. and you're like following this character and it's like, oh no. And then the end, they're like just talking together and it's like, oh, two and a half hours and and okay this is what we get this is what we get sure yeah all right like people don't like that and and that's why i think a lot of people felt kind of cheated by that movie sure whereas it's it's fine to go in a different direction but i guess i guess make it shorter also i also <laughs> didn't like i i just really was bothered by adam sandler in that movie he was just so mean yeah. He was just like so overly mean to everyone there was that and also the part about myspace and I, I could be wrong, but I felt like MySpace was was dead way before this movie came out. Yeah. And they're trying to make it as if MySpace is this really relevant thing. Although he did, although James Taylor says, fuck Facebook in the face, which is a great, <laughs> which is really great. 
<laughs> I, that, Fair enough. It's worth it just for that. Fair enough. <laughs> I did have a moment where it was similar to what your dad was saying, where he saw the Meryl Streep movie, mm-hmm. and it turned out, so surprise, I'm Jewish, and we do this thing called Jewish Christmas. Mm-hmm. So when Christmas has come around, we gather up our fellow Jews, and we go to the movies. Yes. And so each year... I don't know which parent it is, but one of the parents will pick a terrible movie to go see. And it, we, they don't do it ironically. Mm-hmm. The, like, it's not like they don't have hipster parents. They're, they're not doing it <laughs> so we can like laugh about it. You don't it. have hipster parents? No. <laughs> Tell us about your hipster parents. <laughs> um, We're going to ironically go see the new Robert De Niro movie, guys. So, so one of them will pick out a, a movie that ends up being terrible because they think it's going to be good. And... The movie we saw was It's Complicated. Yeah. Starring Meryl Streep, Steve Martin, and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. And that's like one of those perfect examples of it's just kind of like a an old person movie. Yeah, it's really, and that, that really is an old that's person movie. Just, and the, the craziest thing is that they were at a certain point. It might so as well was, just been called old person movie. Yeah. The craziest thing is this was... Several years back, so my sister was was a bit younger, and so it was kind of questionable for her to see the movie, but it was whatever. And my parents were, like, shocked that, like, oh, my God, old people having sex in this. What did you think this movie was about? Yeah, well, I yeah, I don't know. I um, It was, but it was, I don't know, it wasn't funny. It was just kind of, oh, this exists. This uh, is definitely for an older crowd. They had a complicated shopping list, therefore it's complicated. I don't right. know. Like, what, what are you going to do? It was, I mean, it was all right. But that's the thing. And it's, you have these actors who are like legends in the field, and mm-hmm. but they're doing these roles that are just like, what are they? Why Why are they doing they, they're, they're These roles are old people roles. Essentially, mm-hmm. the, the joke is, oh, they're old. Yeah, I'm curious as to how those things come together. Because mm-hmm. you get all, like, obviously, those people don't need the money. No. Like, they're all well-respected actors. I, I mean, I like all of them. They're all great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have a movie that doesn't have a good story. I guess they kind of, they know that going into it. And they rely, it's like relying on the cast to sell the movie. Mm. Where they, they say, hey, we're going to throw a lot of money at you. And that way we'll kind of make the money back that we didn't, like, because we know that the story's not so good. I mean, I don't know if they, they're aware of that at the time. Right. But I can't really think of any other way because, I mean, what else can you do? You know, try and use, you know, lesser known people or just run-of-the-mill people. Or write a good story. Yeah. <laughs> or me, yeah, maybe just don't. Be like, oh, this is a shitty script. Let's yeah. not do this one. Well, I've definitely talked about it in the past, but there's that that movie, Last Vegas, which mm-hmm. was essentially just like The Hangover with older actors. Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Klein. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't see it, but I saw the trailers and that was enough. Well, do you, do you think that was sort of like two things where because it was after The Hangover, they were capitalizing on that. And they were like, hey, this is the hangover for old people. You like, I said, you I guys think, can handle this. I, I think, I would think so. I think that there's some, there's some truth to that probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there seems to be a lot of those. Now, when, when I see those, like movie, when I see trailers now for those types of movies, I immediately like roll my eyes and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. God, no, <laughs> this is not, 
Like, I know what you're trying to do. It's <laughs> not going to work. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, what was it? We, we talked about it. I don't remember if we talked about it on air, but the intern? Yeah. With Robert De Niro. And Another one doing? my parents saw and were disappointed by. And I was like, <laughs> what did you expect? Robert De Niro's an intern at 65? Like, yeah. that's, you know, totally a realistic story there. I remember my dad complaining, goes, like, Robert De Niro can find, he's able to find parking spots everywhere in Brooklyn. It's so unrealistic. (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that that's the issue he had with the movie. Yeah. uh, Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's that's one where, like, I saw him, like, why why is De Niro doing this? Yeah. Like, once, yeah, I don't understand. And it's another case where... Maybe they thought that it was like a decent story, mm-hmm. and but you get someone lesser known. It's not gonna like who who would they get instead of De Niro? Like who's in that class? Maybe who's not as I guess not as big, not as big. Oh, um, what about you know Richard Jenkins? You know that actor, Richard Jenkins. He's uh, the uh, I think his name's Richard Jenkins. He's the, he was the dad um, in Step Brothers. That's that's one oh, one place known from. Sure, he yeah. had this movie called The Visitor uh, years ago, but uh, like yeah, he's he, he, like he's like someone who is not like he's a recognizable face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he's not he's not like a De Niro level actor by right. any means. So like if you had him starring in it, like I wonder if like that would if people wouldn't see it at all. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Like like, like De Niro's the complete selling point of that movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And well, so here's here's a thought, not necessarily being the selling point, mm-hmm. but Al Pacino had a cameo in one of the worst movies I think in all of existence, Jack and Jill. Really? I never saw that one. Oh. So I I didn't see it in theaters because I'm not going to waste my money on that. But apparently, I will waste my time, two hours of it being that, if it's on HBO. Well, it's like one of those things where I feel like with some Adam Sandler movies or just like any movie you've heard is like so terrible and you see it and you're like, how bad could this really be? And you turn it on and you're like, oh, it's that bad. That's exactly what happened. I heard that it was terrible. I was curious (laughs) enough to see... Just how terrible. And then two hours later, I went, what did I just watch? Yeah. And that's another example. Why did why is Al Pacino there? How much did they pay him that to get him in this thing? That did He did, doesn't need the money. Why would he... He's like... He, he was in The Godfather. Seriously. Well, well, also, I don't know his relationship with Adam Sandler. I mean, he might have been doing him a doing favor. Doing him a favor? Who knows? A favor. <laughs> Favor you couldn't refuse. <laughs> oh, I see uh, what you did there. No, I don't know. Um, Are there any movies that you go because you see the uh, specific director is has made that movie? Sure. Well, I was actually just thinking about that. I really want to see that movie, Dunkirk, because mm. I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan. Although, for, for the Batman series. Sure. For the Batman series. That's all I'll say. But, <clears throat> but yeah, for directors, absolutely. If um, Danny Boyle, for instance, has a new... Okay. New movie that comes out, I'm like, oh, that's going to be interesting to me. If M. Night Shyamalan has a new movie that's coming out, I'm like, oh, that's probably dog shit. Not going to see that. Uh, so there, yeah, directors, definitely, uh, for me, I yeah. would say that's definitely a huge selling point. Well, I was thinking about uh, those type of directors mm-hmm. that really have those type of careers where 
I feel most people would go keep seeing them just because, oh, they made a movie. I'm going to go see that. Edgar Wright was number one on my list. Yeah. And then I was also thinking Martin Scorsese because he's just, I don't know, he's a legend in, in the industry. Yeah, he is. And he's definitely done that for me where I've got to see movies because, yeah, because yeah. it's him. But I've also been disappointed by him, too. Um, sure, that's, uh, for, that's fair. For a couple, a couple of times, but most of the time I've been very happy. Yeah, I think I saw Wolf of Wall Street specifically because yeah. I was like, oh, Martin Scorsese, this looks and incredible. That was, and that was better than I expected. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was thinking more on, not necessarily cult, but more more closer to indie stuff, the Coen brothers. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got some great stuff. I actually I, saw yeah. Hail Caesar. Yeah, because I, I knew it was the Coen Brothers, and I actually loved it. I thought I, it was. I liked Hail Caesar. It was really fun. It was weird. It's the Coen Brothers, you know. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was one I never, didn't hear mm-hmm. many people talking about, but I actually liked it. And I I even liked Inside Lewin Davis, although I'm I'm very alone in that. But uh, I actually didn't see that one. Yeah, I liked that one too. But Coen Brothers for sure. That's They're one. Doing, uh, Luke Besson is another guy who's weird, but he's also got like some interesting stuff. I heard about Leon the Professional. Mm-hmm. And I checked that out. That I love. I really I, recommend it. I never it. saw that. So, oh my God. And I cannot remember. I am the worst with remembering actors' names. He's the dude from, he was in Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. It was Tom Cruise. No, it was, he was also in that, um, the Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick. He was the French dude. Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll. Hold on, I got a phone somewhere here. I don't know where my phone is. I can, I can look. Oh, this I up. got a phone here. All right, let me let me, let me figure out who who we'll, he is. Look it up. But and while I look it up, yeah, Luke Besson also does uh, the Fifth Element. Yeah, which okay. I mean, that was I, I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird. He's yeah. got like he's got some weird stuff. And I see you have the new one that he that just came out. Yeah, Valerian and, and the I'm City curious. Of a I don't planets. know if I, I don't know if I want to see that one necessarily. But I I've heard part, it's terrible. Really? Yeah, I've heard it's it's awful. But who knows? Oh, those I, are just critics. How do you pronounce it? John Ren, John Renault. Renault. Jean uh, Renault. Jean Renault. Jean Renault. Yeah, he plays Leon. But Gary Oldman's in it. I mean, it, it's it's a. An amazing movie. Natalie Portman, was, I think, is one of her first roles. By the way, totally left out a movie I saw, um, in addition to all the other ones I mentioned, Planet of the Apes. Oh. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. So good. Also amazing. So good. Yeah, that one was fantastic. And so, that I actually, I have that. And that um, director is great, too. Matt Reeves. That guy's awesome. What What else has he done? I just know he did the other one. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> and that's there all you we go. need. He did the one before it. Well, that all, I was, I, I, I had that on my list because I was thinking another reason why you would go to, go to a movie is because you were really pulled in by a trailer. Yeah. And I'd say all the Planet of the Apes trailers really got me. I was just like so excited every time I saw them. Yeah. And they just did, it did the job. It got me in. For sure, for me too, and also I'm just a fan of the series. I've always been oh, a fan yeah. of the series, and that and that's another thing too that I like. I wanted to talk about as well is just like being a fan of a particular series, or even um, of you know a movie that was remade or something. Mm-hmm. That and Planet of the Apes, I feel like, kind of falls into that category where this these new these prequels they're part of the old series really like they they are um was it in the same canon is that is that the right way to oh i do are they in the same canon as the charlton heston's yeah they are interesting because even i'm i'm almost positive because i know in the first one 
the one with Franco, mm-hmm. they show like the spaceship going off. Like he's watching it on TV. That's like the ones oh. yeah from the original movie. Wow, um, I never picked up on that. That's but, really clever. Yeah, so like the well, the, yeah, so there's supposed to be prequels about how like it became that way, and then, sure. Um, I do want to rewatch the original one though, and kind of and like actually, I should watch have them all. Seen, have have like you a seen marathon. the original? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, um, yeah, it's, I think it's great. I love, I love the original. Um, but then there's also the Mark Wahlberg version, yep. the Tim Burton one. Yeah, which Tim Burton, another director, where it's like if it's a Tim Burton thing, I'm like. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's that's like fair. You're, you're that's very fair. hit or miss. Um, and uh, but that one is not. That one is a remake, right? But because I was a fan of the series, like I saw that movie because I was like, oh, Planet of the Apes, you mm-hmm. know? and and that happens too. But I'm thinking about Star Wars as well. Where okay. Star Wars, like I'm gonna see every Star Wars movie that comes out Same. until I'm disappointed. Yeah, and then I'll probably still see them. Yeah, but I will eventually be disappointed. So far, haven't been, not not at least not by the the new ones. Right, right. Um, the prequels didn't even disappoint me at the time because I was too young. Like I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, you know, Yoda has a lightsaber. Nice. I like, think <laughs> I, didn't... I don't remember. I don't know if disappointment was is the right word. I definitely remember just indifference. Yeah. Well, when I when I first saw Episode One, I think I I, I didn't hate it. But I think I liked the first one as a like a young kid just because saying. I was like, "Ooh, look at the lightsabers!" And then I got a little older and I actually watched it again and went, "Oh well, okay." I gotta say though, watching episode three again, mm-hmm. and and because I liked it when I first saw it, and then watching it again, I still liked it. I actually think episode three is all right. I'll defend all right. episode three of all the. That's the the good first on you. One, one and two. I I don't really like. They're not very good. Hayden Christensen's not a very good actor. But no. three, three I actually kind of liked, and I think he actually got not <laughs> he didn't he didn't turn to a stellar actor, but he got better from right. two to three. He definitely like took some lessons or something that someone pulled him aside and they said, "Look, we got to work with your kid." <laughs> sure. <laughs> I've always thought uh, eventually, whenever I have kids, I want to go through the the movies with them, and definitely starting with four and five. There's a part of me that's not sure, should I just completely disregard the prequels, or should I try what's called the machete style, which is you do four, five, mm-hmm. two, three, six. Um, so essentially, you cut out the episode one, yeah, because that's garbage, yeah. and it doesn't add to, add to the story really at all. Mm-hmm. Like it, you could, you really could start with the second one having Anakin grown up, and you really haven't missed really yeah. anything. So the machete style essentially goes four or five, and that's Luke's story. Yeah. And then you find out at the end of Empire, spoilers, I shouldn't have to say that, it's from the 80s, (laughs) but spoilers, you find out that Darth Vader is Luke's father, and then you start out with two and three, and that's Anakin's story. Yeah. So you kind of go back and find out, oh, how did he become... Darth Vader, and then the sixth movie is their story together oh, of like redemption at the end. Oh, Anakin was a college kid who didn't get enough sleep. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. Makes sense. No, I think what you should do is just <laughs> just start with four and go on from there, and don't tell them that there was anything else. Be like they never right. they they four, never five, made anything else. Four, five, six, seven can keep going. Then on. they'll find out one day you've been lying to them for years and lied you. There was a one, two, three. <laughs> We don't talk about those. We don't talk about those, son. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, that. But back to what I back to what I was saying originally is like that's one where I haven't been disappointed by mm-hmm. the new ones, but I will continue to see them, and I'm sure I'll be disappointed at some point, possibly with the Han Solo movie because that one seems to be kind of disjointed right now. They seem to be having some issues. Yeah, so, I'm not well, thrilled although, that they're making that. Although Ron Howard came on as director which yeah. again it's like that could be good or that could be bad i don't know like i don't know how if he's gonna they'll do it arrested style that would be great <laughs> have a narrate have ron howard narrate it uh no i don't know uh but again i'll, I'll keep seeing them yeah and that's not gonna stop and that's one of those things where it's like oh it's because of the series mm-hmm. like if they come out with a new harry potter they came with a new harry potter book and they made it into a movie like i would go see it because i'm like fuck you know, I like that series. I mean, they and did that with uh, what are those movies that are right now? Um, the The Beasts and Where to Find Them. Right? Okay, well, I ha- I haven't seen that, but uh, it's okay. That that one, yeah, I actually forgot about that. But that's like a different. That's like its own thing, though. Right, that's, it's not specifically his story. I'm Harry's talking about story. if they bring back like the original cast. Oh, you know, they bring, that's fair. They bring them all back. Like I would totally go see that. Hmm. So there are like there are certain elements that like they know like. And I'm saying that right now. If they brought like the original cast back and they just said like, "Oh, like we're gonna, this is gonna be Harry Potter eight. It's like our own thing." Like, I don't know. Like they they could make up any fucking story, right? And I'm sure a bunch of people would go see it, and I'd be there too. Yeah, you know, just because it's like the original cast. That's fair. And maybe that's how our parents feel. Maybe that's like, oh, like Meryl Streep. That's right. They went to go see Ricky It's Complicated. Fl- Ricky and the Flash. Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. So the the two other act, uh, directors that I wanted to bring up were Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love his movies. I think they're a lot of fun. It's one of those where I typically always go see the movies. I haven't seen The Hateful Eight. However, I haven't actually seen his last but few. I saw Django, and that was great. Yeah, I haven't seen. I I stopped at Inglorious Bastards. Okay, the last yeah. one I've seen. I saw. We saw that in. I don't know if you. We went together, but I saw that in uh, Hunt of Oneonta. I in saw the t- theater. I probably was there too. I had seen it already though, because I did. I actually saw it in the theater. Oh, okay. And I love Inglorious Bastards. Oh, but it's great. I actually think Reservoir Dogs. And Inglorious Bastards are my two favorite um, Tarantino movies. Maybe even Inglorious Bastards, although Reservoir Dogs I I, I do love. That, that's fair. Inglorious Bastards though is, a, is, a, is such a great movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the last person who I'm not necessarily a fan of, but I know people like him, and that's Wes Anderson. Okay. I've tried his movies. I. I actually watched Rushmore the other day because I really wanted to try it. I heard really good things. I thought it was okay. I -hmm. mean, I like, and the funniest thing is I like all the actors in his movies. Who doesn't love Bill Murray? Bill Murray's great. Jason uh, Schwartzman or Mm -hmm. Schwartzman. Uh, He's great. There's a lot of like really great people that he surrounds himself with, but I particularly don't like his style but i know that there are people that will definitely go oh they see wes anderson's coming out of the movie i'm automatically going to be at the theater yeah no i I totally i totally hear you on that and wes anderson has a very particular style Mm -hmm. um i personally i i like some of his movies but i like i can understand why people wouldn't it he does seem very pretentious in a way i can see that yeah so like there's that aspect I'm looking at your list. I do like the Royal Tenenbaums. All right. Darjeeling Limited's okay. 
I actually really like Fantastic Mr. Fox. That is the one I heard some of like the best reviews about. <laughs> I like that one a lot. It's so weird, <laughs> but it's actually really good. And I liked Moon uh, Moonrise Kingdom and and Grand Budapest. Yeah, they they were they were good. I'm trying to think. Maybe Darjeeling was the one that that I didn't love so mm-hmm. much. But All uh, right. but yeah, I, I understand. But he's got like you know it's a Wes Anderson movie. It's, oh yeah, it's like. It's very much, and that there's something kind of cool about that, how he kind of creates his own weird universe, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of neat. So uh, I'll give him props just, for it. They're it's quirky. Just, yeah. His movies are all quirky, and he always uses the same, the Wilson brothers and mm-hmm. Bill Murray. He always has the same people. Yeah. So it, it seems that our parents will go to a movie if Meryl Streep is in it. Meryl Streep or De Niro. What actors do you go for yeah. if you see that they're going to be in a movie? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, these days, I really don't know. I don't know if they're, if I'm like drawn to someone in particular. Mm-hmm. I will. For a while, like, I would see Ryan Gosling movies because I liked him in... Well, I, I loved the movie Half Nelson, but that's going back a long time ago. And I liked Drive. Okay. Um, yeah. So then I saw Only God Forgives, which was the same. It was the same director too. Sure. So there was like stuff like that, but I kind of, um, I don't really do that so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, DiCaprio. I see you have like that's that's one for sure. Like I, I like really, I, I really like most of his movies. I, I yeah. really can't say. I'd say I was. I think with the the turning point because I we grew up around. When like there was a huge craze about Leo after Titanic, yeah, but that when was- we we were kind of like kids when that came out, and there was just like this huge buzz. And I remember as like a kid, I was like, okay, I don't really see, see the big deal. But then that I was- think it was Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that was kind of before though. He was. I don't. I think that was different though. The Titanic version of him was more of like the teen heartthrob, yeah. and then and then later on, I think Catch Me If You Can, right. Yeah, around that time, when that was like two thousand two or so, mm, at, possibly, and like yes, yeah, yeah. gangs in New York, like that. Yeah, gangs in New York. Like around around that time, mm-hmm. that's when he started to become more of like the leading man versus like the sure. teen heartthrob, and and then he did um, the Departed, yeah, and like Blood Diamond, yeah, oh and, yeah, like, Blood Diamond was great. Yeah, like he he started to actually do really good stuff yep and um and then like the aviator right the aviator that would, so I, I feel like once he became the leading man like mm-hmm. that that type of guy that's when i really started to respect him Ti- i don't really care for titanic at all yeah i no, really it's think our, it's, i it's, think it's a stupid movie <laughs> sorry james cameron i think it's a dumb movie i think it's overrated i i like it except for billy zane billy zane you know what i i like it here and there it's a good movie to go back to sometimes when i'm just like i want to watch something that's Kind of silly, but still fun. It's definitely fun. At least I, I, I think it is. Yeah. But it, for me, Leo, I think his two best roles, at least the ones that I loved mm-hmm. him the most, Wolf of Wall Street, because I think he's just... Acting-wise, he's the best of Yeah, he's thing. incredible. And then how crazy he was in Django. And I know you haven't seen I've that. I've seen Django. I really recommend check it out. He is on a whole nother level. I mean, I thought he was great in The Revenant. I was glad. He I haven't won. seen The Revenant, but I heard really good things. The Revenant was great. A lot of people, you know, were critical of it, but I thought he was great in The Revenant. And um, I mean, Catch Me If You Can was a fun one back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I loved The Departed. The Departed was one of my favorites when that came out, and that had like not only to have him, 
that was like that movie had everyone. Oh yeah, and and the direct it had like everything going for it, and it was a good yeah. movie. It had Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was in it. You had Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen was in it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you had, the cast was insane. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody was in it. You had Scorsese directing it. Yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't get a better combination. Yeah, and that's like a weird one. Like, why do they need all those people? But I right. think it worked, and they, they all did a great job. Absolutely. Um, Another actor that I think is one of those that absolutely is a draw to the theater is Daniel Day-Lewis. Because yeah. he's one of those guys that he he method acts on a whole nother level. He picks his movies very carefully. And so I think it's it's kind of an event when you, oh, he's going to be in a movie? Oh, you ought to go all see what he's going to do. Yeah. Because he, he changes up his accent. He changes up his look. Yeah, it's, it's all in, mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, what's really sad to me, I'm just thinking about, and, and for sure, Daniel Day-Lewis for me is, is another one. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I mean, who doesn't love Daniel Day-Lewis? That's like not even like a debate to have. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone loves him. <laughs> and, and you're going to go see his movies because he's just sure. the best. But a guy I think who would have been like that was Heath Ledger. Oh. I was thinking about that. Heath Ledger, I think, would have yeah. been one of those guys. I don't, I don't know if maybe like eventually he would have like gone downhill or maybe picked shitty mm-hmm. roles. But just given his like... Especially his the Joker for sure. Yep. But just seeing how that guy could like more really literally like morph into someone like like just I was watching the movie Ten Things I Hate About You where he's like a high school guy <laughs> and I'm thinking like this guy was the fucking Joker. Yeah. And it's like that's the yep. same guy. Like that's crazy. I remember going for a uh, a birthday for my birthday seeing. Um, what was it? The Night Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. Yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. Oh no. He he was like he was gonna be the guy. Yeah. Like he was the guy. Oh. That, like you can. Now like, you got me sad. Well, no. I was just think. I'm just thinking <laughs> about like all the roles that like maybe would have gone to him. Yeah. Instead of, I don't know. Maybe instead of Leo. Yeah. Or maybe it's you know. It's, like you know, think about all these people. That this could be a whole other podcast. Oh yeah, which roles would would have he taken? Yeah, <laughs> you know who is now somebody that I didn't actually initially think, but definitely somebody who I, maybe I'll go to the movies or at least it'll always pique my interest. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, especially when he uh, after doing Nightcrawler. Night. He was so good. In Nightcrawler. Oh my. That movie. That movie is God. great. That movie's great. That yeah. it, it was incredible. He was yeah. absolutely incredible. One of the creepiest roles i think i've ever seen i'm surprised that movie didn't get more recognition or he oh, didn't get yeah. more recognition like that was so good and he so was good. terrifying yeah <laughs> truly truly terrifying and he just looked terrifying too like oh. so now yeah now every time i see jake gyllenhaal's in something i'm like oh that's something i'll i'll take a look oh yeah. he's actually also just in uh did we talk i don't know if we talked about this a few episodes about but okja i want to watch okja i like that i keep seeing it and i'm like and I want to watch it. I'm just trying to find the it's, right night. It's one of those weird movies where, like, Tilda Swinton's in it. She's great. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a few other people in it. But uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in that. And he plays a very interesting character. Yeah. That's that's all I'm going to say. He's a very interesting character. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. But those are but those are good examples, though. Now, now I think about it, though. He's like one where you're like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, like he's done some good stuff. And then you see a movie like Nightcrawler, you're like, oh, fuck, this guy can do it. Yeah. And then and then you're like, oh, I want to see his movies. 
So you then you're drawn to the, like sometimes all you need is like one really good role mm-hmm. and that draws people in. And that's again, I'm gonna bring it back to Heath Ledger. Sorry to do it, but like, <laughs> but that role and, and not that's not to say he didn't have good roles before because he did. Sure. I mean, even like Brokeback Mountain, you know, he was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like sometimes like one like real breakout role that makes a star that then people start following them. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence actually is a good example of that. She did hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. Like I know people like her for like the Hunger Games and for like falling down in front of people. But I, I, um, <laughs> I liked the movie Winter's Bone. That she was in. That was like... I didn't see that one. That was like years ago. She it was a great movie. She was great in that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, th- like she's awesome. She's really good. And then she became like well-known after that, which was sure. interesting. Um, so, okay. He, speaking of Jennifer Lawrence, here's a great example of a movie that could have done really well, but it was just meh. And that movie's Passengers. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay, so you're not missing. That one. You're really not missing much. But it had Jennifer Lawrence and oh was my god, it, was that Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Yeah. And and it could have been such an interesting story. It really could have. They could have taken it into a bit of a darker kind of tone mm-hmm. that really would have like I think everybody would have left going, oh damn, that was that was pretty kind of crazy. But they. It ended up having a lot of the cliches that you don't normally get with kind of, I don't know, adventure love story mm-hmm. with a sci-fi kind of paint mm-hmm. coating over it. I don't know. It There was a bunch that they could have done that would have really been great. And you had two actors that were really, that are on the up and up and like definitely drew people in to the, see the movie. Yeah. They just, I don't know, whoever was doing that movie or directed it or wrote it missed the ball yeah yeah no that's i mean that, that does happen though i mean eventually what's going to happen with with anyone who gets any kind of traction is if they're going to do some shit yeah. you know like eventually you're not you're going to have a you're going to have a miss i mean it always it happens to everyone mm-hmm. happens to robert de niro <laughs> <laughs> apparently um and and again it's like like as an audience like you know, someone going to see a movie, you're like, you take a chance. Yeah. And sometimes the critics warn you before you go, like, don't do it. <laughs> but you go anyway, because you're yeah. like, no, I'm not listening to you. I like this guy. <laughs> you know, and that's what draws people in. I mean, I think for me, it's a combination. Yeah, it's a lot of times the actor, but it's it's definitely not so much. A tra- I'm not so much a trailer guy anymore because I don't like most movie trailers. Mm-hmm. And... um because I feel like they they there's too much. Sure. Actually, I like teasers better. Yeah. I know. You know, it's weird because I think teasers just give you a little bit, and I'm like, okay, that's all I need. Yeah. You know, and, but trailers tend to give away all the best parts. Now. Yeah, they give away too much, and I don't I don't like them. Occasionally, I will see a well crafted trailer. Secret Life of Walter Mitty had a great trailer, um, <laughs> but yeah, so not so much trailers, but directors for sure okay directors are a good selling point but if it says so if it says like in the trailer directed by edgar wright like for example i'm like oh okay i'm in but a lot of times you you ever see like a movie it says it either says produced or like a film associated with like james cameron or something it's like 
It's like James Cameron stuck his finger in this. Like <laughs> it's just like Yep. I'm like, you're this movie sucks then. Oh, because yeah. I know like Definitely. you're trying to or if they say like Peter Travers loved it, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this you're movie sucks. You're trying to sell something. Because you don't need to to mention like the big name producers mm-hmm. or Peter Travers as a, because he's the worst <laughs> film critic. You don't need to mention those things if, if um like to sell like that's when you're really trying to get people to see the movie. Yeah, you, know? you, you don't have like a you don't have a solid movie to back to like back up. Yeah. So you have to rely on these other kind of things to try to make it sound better than it is. Yeah, you know, I don't know what more I'm going to say about this, but I just, you know, make your own judgment call. Yeah. That's that's the best thing. Go see movies though. I mean, go like Seriously, go to the movie theaters and, and support them. And definitely support the uh, the more local indie theaters. Yeah, come on, please, because they're so like they're fun. It's fun to go to the movies. I like it so much better than watching Netflix at home. It's 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 like more. It's more about the experience. Although there was a guy snoring in our movie. Oh no! <laughs> yesterday, I wanted to kick him, but but uh, most of the time, actually, actually, I will say this: yeah. most of the time at the at the indie theaters, the people are more respectful. Like, they don't oh, talk. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Which I noticed a lot, because I was at Regal, I was watching Planet of the Apes, and it was next to me, there was, like, kids jumping around. They're, like, like, what are you doing? Also, uh, Planet of the Apes, it's not for kids. It's it's a war movie. I had... I mean, it's called maybe war. I, I might have been in the same theater as you. I, I, it was insane, the, the ridiculous people that came out to see war, Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. It just... Don't, don't be an asshole it's not hard don't mm-hmm. talk don't just don't be a dick be respectful of people around you. you wouldn't want the same thing to happen to you yeah you know be respectful of people around you. are there any movies while we're wrapping it up yeah are there any movies due to any of these reasons that are coming out that you're excited about that are coming out um yeah is uh, it uh, are there any movies coming out soon and soon? you want to see because of the the various reasons we've talked about. Directors, actors, mm, trailers, maybe. I mean, I guess I, I would. the one example I'm thinking of is The Disaster Artist, although there's a lot of reasons why I want to see that movie. That's, that's the, the Disaster movie. Artist. That's the movie that is based on um, the making of the movie, The Room. Oh, my God, yes, yeah. yes. But that kind of has a whole yeah, lot of things. That Because that's James Franco, that, sure. that whole crew, Seth Rogen, also... Love the room. The room. Love to hate the room. Yep. Let's put it that way. So, but that's kind of, uh, that's sort of a different reason. Yeah, that's fun. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I can't really, I saw, the okay, the trailer for the movie It, actually, oh. which I didn't, I had no intention of seeing, but the trailer was so good and creepy, I was like, okay, I want to see this. That trailer was terrifying. Yeah. I was like, this actually looks really good. So, in that case, a trailer which I know I said before yeah. I don't really watch trailers, <laughs> but the trailer actually drew me in. That's yeah. awesome. So there, there are two trailers that made me want to see uh, two upcoming movies, and I'm, I, th- I think I'd say I'm also in similar kind of uh, territory as you, where I don't. It doesn't usually happen mm-hmm. that way. Um, the two that I did see that make me get me really excited are the Black Panther movie. Okay. And I'm actually not too familiar with his story, at least within the Marvel Universe, but no, the trailer looked awesome. Yeah. It looks so cool. They got the craziest looking costumes. They look so cool. The action looks like it's going to be so intense. 
I'm really pumped about to, about seeing that one. So that's definitely one I would love to see. And the other one that looks really interesting, I can't tell if it's a comedy or an action or like a dark comedy, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Yeah. I don't know that one. That one, there's a, there's a few people starring in that. Mm-hmm. The people off the top of my head, while I look up the rest yeah. right now, are Daniel Craig. Is one of the people okay. in the movie like like him? Great Bond, yep. and he plays like this kind of. It looks like he plays like a drunk, like that's just I don't know, out of his mind. So it's kind of funny, especially knowing him as James Bond, being like this. Kind of, it's it's kind of juxtaposition. Sure, but uh, Channing Tatum's in it. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver. Oh, okay, um, I'm not too familiar with Riley Keough. Okay. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's in it. Interesting. Sebastian Stan, Hilary Swank is in it. So there's a bunch wow. of like yeah. big names in it. And Interesting it just, cast. It looks. Let's see. It's. Uh, I got a um, a description. The Logans are a hard scrabble family from the hills of West Virginia, and their clan has been famous for its bad luck for nearly ninety years. So I guess it's just a bunch of these pretty big actors just playing these kind of silly ridiculous roles and mm. it looks it looks fun looks like a good time recommend checking out that trailer maybe you'll maybe you'll want to go see it too yeah so don't take my advice on trailers watch trailers you know <laughs> fuck that um, yeah i mean occasionally there's gonna be good ones yeah. it's just um maybe they're tr- they're figuring it out now not to give too much away yeah but we want to know why do you guys go see movies yeah is it the actors? Is it the directors? Is it something that you've seen in the trailers? Or is someone dragging you along against your will? Yeah. Yeah. We want to know. Let yeah. us know. Yeah, let us know, guys. You and can find uh, us on all the social medias. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's it for for tonight, right? Yeah, I think this is good. Hopefully uh, we sound better because we have new equipment. Yeah. And if we don't, then I, I, have, I have no excuse. <laughs> I think it'll sound good. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I, yeah. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.